your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we'll be taking a look at the entirety of the NHL and playing a little contender, pretender with Alex Micheletti, looking at some of the offseason moves and which teams have set themselves up for an opportunity to compete for the Stanley Cup and which teams are just trying to convince us of that. So we've got a good show for you here today. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild your veteran host and 10-plus uh, years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons exclusively covering the Minnesota Wild. Happy to have you along for a Monday edition of the show after a full weekend of college football and NFL games. And we are joined by Alex Micheletti to get the week started with another Micheletti Monday. Alex, how are things? Good, good. Yeah, it was a fun weekend of sports. Uh a lot of exciting uh, uh, action in college football and NFL. It's just getting me more and more pumped uh, for NHL here. Um, you know, the Vikings uh, <laughs> broke our hearts again. Uh, you know, it's always something with Minnesota sports, and it's uh, we're ready for <laughs> ready for the Wild to to get in on the action on that for sure. And uh, you know, well, with all the drama surrounding Kirill's contract still, so yeah, it's. Uh, it's never a dull moment for, for any Minnesota sport, for sure. No, it is uh, keeping us on our toes. The Gophers and the Vikings did a good job of that over the weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. And the Wilds getting close to uh, being able to do that themselves here as well. And so, as you mentioned, still on uh, Kirill Kaprizov contract watch. Um, whenever it does break, we'll get you full recap and, and everything. But uh, until then... We just kind of wait with uh, bated breath for uh, for that news to finally become a reality, and so we'll just uh, we'll just keep that in the the forefront. But what we were going to do today is just look at the rest of the NHL and try to sort out which teams are going to be contenders for this upcoming season and which teams are going to be pretenders, because there are certainly going to be plenty of contenders. But there are some teams that are probably sitting at the poker table with like a 2-7 off suited and are trying to convince us that they've got pocket aces. They just they don't. And so we're going to go through and try to figure out which teams uh, fall into which category. We will start with the Central Division. That makes the most sense. And so let's uh, let's just start with the team that is uh, graciously at the top of the standings right now, even though there have been no games played. The Minnesota Wilds and uh, a lot of moves this offseason. Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter gone. Uh, The Wild also uh, pulling in several free agents to fill various voids. Is it enough, though, Alex? Are the Wilds contenders or pretenders? You know, as of right now, (laughs) I would... (laughs) It's tough to tough to say this, but I I'm gonna put them in the pretender list. Uh, the decor scares me. Um, there's a lot of moving parts in that. Um, you know, I think the goaltender is still okay with Cam Talbot. I mean, he's coming off a great season. Uh, but uh, we lose, 
we lost a lot in that in that decor, um, and the depth uh, um, kind of scares me. Um, <laughs> you know, Spurgeon and uh, uh, Brodine can only play so much. Um, so, right. yeah, I would like uh, I, I want to see how that decor does. Um, the center depth still scares me. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly, I, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know how they did it this past season. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, hope the young guys can step up. You know, Marco Rossi and. Uh, uh, who knows when we're going to get 97 back, but uh, um, yeah, we'll see. I, for right now, I, I got to put him in the pretender list. Uh, let's go to the chief or one of the chief rivals for the wild in the central division, the Chicago Blackhawks who traded for Seth Jones to uh, try to bolster their D core. They also acquired Marc-Andre Fleury uh, and uh, a few other moves as well that uh, could end up paying big dividends for the Blackhawks, but they could also kind of go up in smoke. So what do we think about Chicago? Are they in the contender category or are they pretenders as well? I think they're in the contender spot. Um, You know, as long as Jonathan Taves is okay, if he's okay, then um, I'm definitely putting him in in the contender spot. Uh, The one thing that was holding them back and that has been holding them back is goaltending ever since Corey Crawford left. Um, They were putting in guys in there that had no business being the number one. I mean, Malcolm Subban and, uh, you know, Colin Delia and just these guys that, you know, have no business being a starting goaltender. And so it was a savvy move by them getting Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, he's coming off, you know, Vesna trophy and, uh, um, you know, just amazing in the, in the playoffs for the most part. And uh, yeah, that was the one thing holding them back and getting Seth Jones, a bonafide number one, a um, lot of years, but early, um, you know, it could, uh, <laughs> it could really pay off. And he, he's a guy that really wanted to be there. He's there with his brother, so he'll be even more comfortable. Um, and and he, anytime you get to play with uh, with uh, Kane and Taves, and a guy that's emerging into a real uh, solid player is Alex DeBrincat, and a guy that um, should be uh, right on the Olympic bubble. I I just love the way he plays. He's small and gritty, but he can score. So um, I would put the Blackhawks as a contender right now. We move to the Winnipeg Jets. And Winnipeg, a team that, you know, is, um, I don't know, they they had a decent year last year from what I recall, but uh, a team that is uh, definitely in kind of transition mode, didn't do a whole lot uh, in the offseason in terms of notable free agent moves because they were, you know, they just are kind of hanging with what they've got. And so Winnipeg Jets, contender or pretender? Uh, I'm going to say contender. Um, you know, they have the goaltending in Connor Hellebuck, you know, a guy, another guy that should be on the Olympic roster. Um, you know, he, he was definitely having a Vesna type season. Um, you know, he, he could have won it, uh, you know, so as well. Um, and their captain, Blake Wheeler, uh, another amazing, amazing season for him. Um, I, I really like their team. They have a lot of depth, um, you know, and so I, I expect the same from Winnipeg and they'll be, they'll be tough. Um, you know, and now they're going to be back in the, in the regular division. So they can't beat up on these, uh, soft, uh, Canadian team, other Canadian teams. But, um, I really like, uh, their team. They're solid up the middle. Mark Shifley is an amazing player. Um, yeah, one of the, 
most underrated players in the NHL is Nikolai Ehlers. Um, he's got the speed and there was a rumor back in the day the, of a, of a trade for him and uh, for Matt Dumba and that never came to fruition officially, but uh, that was uh, definitely a rumor out there, but uh, I, I like their team and they're going to be one to watch out in the West. Next up, we move to the Nashville Predators. Nashville had a uh, very, very exciting season last year and, you know, they went toe-to-toe with the Carolina Hurricanes and, you know, they, they gave them everything that they could handle. And Nashville, as many teams in that same sort of area, um, you know, they had a quiet offseason as well, retained a few of their own, but really didn't do much uh, outside of that. And so going to run it back. I think run it back is what the kids say um, with, uh, <laughs> with what they had last year to this year so do we consider nashville contenders or pretenders you know i think nashville's a pretender i don't know what they were thinking this offseason i mean they they got rid of ryan ellis who was arguably their one of their best defensemen uh you know opposite uh roman yossi and they also traded one of their best forwards in victor arvidson so uh, you know, I'm not sure what they were doing, thinking there. Uh, they were, yeah, they made one of their best players uh, very unhappy in Phil Forsberg. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I don't see it. I don't know what David Poyle was thinking. Um, those are two very key players. And they also lose Pekarine. So we'll see. We'll see if UC Soros can be the full-time number one. You know, it's tough. He's he's small. He's 5'9". So, I mean, it's complete opposite of, you know, where the NHL is going as far as size and goaltenders. And, you know, I, I think he's solid, but you know, we'll see if he can handle being the number one fully by himself. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't like what they did. I'll, I'll say pretender. Okay. Um, a couple more here in the central division, and then we'll do uh, a whip around of the other three divisions as well. The Arizona coyotes, I think were a destination for every player that was traded at least like they were like the airport. Like when you have a layover, every player that was traded, it seems like went through there and maybe went somewhere else or they stayed. And it just led to this kind of chaotic mess of a roster. And so I think I know what you're going to say with this one, but I still want to hear it anyway. Arizona contender or pretender pretender. It's a mess in the desert. I mean, they, I mean, they get rid of the Oliver Ekman Larson contract, which was a, which was dragging them down. But they also brought in some guy, Louis Erickson, like, oh, yeah, you know, Antoine Roussel, oh, you know. So, and, and you know, uh, losing Alex Galagoski was is going to be a big loss for them too because he was a veteran presence on the on the back end there. Um, I don't like this team. <laughs> um, oh, they also, you know. You know, Connor Garland is that is in Vancouver as a part of that deal, so they lose one of their best uh, best forwards. So you know they they got a lot of uh, draft picks coming, but those are also going you know it's also going to take a lot of time. So they're going to be a right. pretender for the next couple of years. Uh, next up, we move to the Colorado, or actually the St. Louis Blues. I beg your pardon. And uh, the Blues had a pretty eventful offseason themselves as they, uh, they stole a little bit of the uh, magic from the Colorado Avalanche. They also acquired Pavel Bushinevich from the New York Rangers. They still have Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, who would apparently like to leave, 
but has not been given the opportunity to do so. It's a little bit of a mess for the St. Louis Blues, but are they contenders or pretenders? I think they're contenders. Um, I really like this team. Uh, Jordan Bennington, he kind of had an off off year um, this past season. Uh, I don't know if you can blame it on COVID and, and all that, but uh, uh, I think he's one of the best goalies in the league, actually. And and I think getting Pavel Buchnevich was very underrated. He uh, was uh, underappreciated out there in New York, and I think he's going to fit in tremendously uh, with St. Louis. And you know them uh, giving uh, the max deal to Colton Pareko too uh, was huge. Um, you know I think he is such a big presence back there, and he was one of the main reasons why they won the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. So you know I think you know we we can say run it back. I think that's a team that can run it back and be very dangerous in the West. Um, so so look out for them as long as they don't have to play Colorado in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the key. That's the key for them. If they if they get to that point, then uh, they're in trouble. But yeah, speaking of the Avalanche, interesting off season for Colorado. Out goes Philip Grubauer. In comes Darcy Kemper. Also, some other depth losses for the uh, the Avs as well. So, still mostly the same team on the top end, but definitely not as deep of a team as they were last year. So, obviously, though, <laughs> they've still got the top end players that match up with anybody in the league. And so, this is probably the opposite end of the spectrum of Arizona. So I think I know where you're going, but uh, are the Avs contenders or pretenders? Major contenders. Uh, you mentioned the depth pieces that they lost. I'm looking, actually looking forward to, you know, me being a big college hockey guy. I'm looking forward to uh, them getting sample Ranta from the U and uh, Alex Newhook from BC, you know, more integrated into that lineup. I think those are two young guys that are um, very talented. So it's going to be fun seeing them getting in the mix. Uh, but, you know, any, anytime you got Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog and Miko Rotten. And that's the West version of, of the, of that Boston perfection line. Uh, they are going to be uh, <laughs> major contenders. And I think uh, Darcy Kemper is a major upgrade over Philip Grubauer. I think Grubauer is holding them back. And as long as, uh, as long as Darcy can stay healthy, you know, that's, that's been his issue, but if he's healthy, um, I think he, um, you know, provides them uh, more security in that there. So watch out Colorado and then obviously kill McCarr. Um, no, Norris, Norris candidate for the yeah. next decade. He'll, he'll be pretty darn good as well. Final team from the central. And uh, we are talking about the Dallas stars. Of course, in comes Ryan Suter. They also had uh, a couple of interesting other depth signings that they did just to kind of bolster the roster as well. Um, Dallas maybe the most unlucky team in terms of COVID-19 over the last two years. And so uh, really looking to just get back to having everybody on the court um, for one. And so Dallas, contender or pretender? You know, I think they're going to be a contender. Um, another guy we uh, uh, we should bring up is Tyler Sagan. Um, he, yes. he missed the majority of this, this past season. So that, that was a major loss for them, but they have one of the best decors in, in the West for sure. Um, John Klingberg and Heiskanen and Lindell, right. You add Ryan Suter into that mix. Um, so uh, if they can get the goaltending, that's 
you know, that's been their issue. Uh, we'll see if Ben Bishop, if he's going to be okay, or if they go with all our old friend, uh, uh, Anton Hudobin, or, you know, they have Jake Ottinger, the, the Lakeville kid too. So, you know, they need, they need some better, uh, goaltending, uh, but, uh, watch out for Dallas. I, I love, I love their back end, And, uh, if Sagan's healthy, he, you know, he makes, he's such a difference maker for that team. That is a look at the Central Division. We'll go through the rest of the NHL, the East, um, as well as the Pacific Division as well. We've got the Atlantic, the Metropolitan, and the Pacific Divisions to get to. Also here today, more with Alex Micheletti coming up next here on Locked on Wild. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to the NFL and college football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at betonline.ag. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. From football, basketball, and boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. So head to BetOnline.ag today, make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON, and get your bet on today. Okay, stop me if you've heard this one before. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing our chat with Alex Micheletti here on a Monday edition of Locked on Wild. And I'm sure you probably saw the news that Locked on is headed to YouTube. Locked on Wild, that is. So make sure to follow us on YouTube and hit subscribe. Turn on those notifications. We're going to start with some uh, just small video things uh, that we'll do here before we get going into full video episodes. So you can get in on the ground floor and make sure that you don't miss out on anything wild-related uh, with our YouTube channel as well. Alex, we're moving to the Pacific Division and... We're going to start off with the newest member of the NHL, that being the Seattle Kraken, who came in after the expansion draft. And, you know, there was a lot made about the roster that the Kraken (laughs) put together through the expansion draft. But if you look at the rest of the division, this is going to be fascinating to watch things play out for Seattle because if they kind of catch lightning in a bottle, they get a chance to really do some things, but at the same time, if they kind of fizzle out, 
It's going to be a weird-looking Pacific Division. So, Seattle Kraken, contender, pretender. I think they're a contender. I really like their the roster and who they got in the expansion draft. And uh, getting uh, – uh, we talked about it earlier, Grubauer. Um, we'll see. It all, it's all going to come, come down to goaltending for them. Uh, yeah. um, I like the moves they made. Uh, getting a guy like Jaden Schwartz was, was, was big for them too. Um, he's always been a menace in the West, and uh, I, think, I think that was a big pickup. Um, a guy they're going to really miss at the start is Yanni Gord. Um, but once he gets uh, going, he'll really help their center depth because they really need, we need really need help up the middle. And that's how you win too. Um, so uh, I, I like their team. Uh, and I, I like Dave Paxall. I think he's a good coach. Um, you know, where he's been, <laughs> uh, he's been in some tough spots. Uh, Philly yeah. is, <laughs> is one of the hardest spots to be a coach. And I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So um yeah, we'll we'll see. I think their division too. Uh, they have a chance to beat up on some pretty weak teams. That they do. Um, one of the teams that they'll have a chance to potentially beat up on the Calgary Flames, who um, really kind of the what you'd expect to see from the Flames, a team that really had nothing in the way of salary cap space. They lose their captain in the expansion draft, which left uh, a lot of fans scratching their heads. And so the Flames coming into the 2021-2022 season, kind of a little bit of a holding pattern. So do they fit into contender or pretender status? I think they're a pretender. Um, you know, I've never really understood what uh, what Trevling is doing, Brad Trevling, the GM, is doing in Calgary there. Um, you know, they kept the same core. They didn't really move anybody. There's been rumors of Johnny Goudreau going back uh, back home uh, near New Jersey or, you know, Philly area. Um, they didn't move him. Uh, Sean Monahan's always been on the trading block, and they have yet to move him. Um, so I really – I know I like I like Kachuk, uh, but now they don't even have a number one defenseman, too. So that's that's an issue. And their goaltending was, was, not, was not great. Markstrom was – you know, he got a lot of money and he, he was okay, but he wasn't, he wasn't great. So, you know, I think they are pretenders. Next up is the Vegas Golden Knights, the toast of the Pacific division. And, you know, they continue to do Vegas things and setting themselves up for a really good chance to be a uh, very dangerous team in the Western conference with a division that looks to be mostly down. Seems like Vegas has another good chance to uh, to try to make a deep run. So I think it's safe to say that uh, Vegas is definitely a contender heading into this season. Yeah, I would I would say so too. Um, and Robin Leonard's going to be the number one guy now by himself. So um, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting to watch. And uh, yeah, I think uh, re-signing Alec Martinez was a gigantic move by by them uh you know he's such an important piece for them on their back end and uh um it's gonna be interesting you know alex tuck is gonna be out a while so we'll see how they uh how they handle that but um with the division they're in and uh i love their coach um and so you know i think they're gonna be right there um in uh the contender status um so peter DeBoer, one of the best coaches in the nhl you cannot count pete DeBoer out for anything the guy just knows how to get it done and so vegas yeah Yeah. (laughs) he wins wherever he goes and so vegas will be in the conversation when it is all said and done 
The next team that we're getting to is the Anaheim Ducks, who did not have a good year last year. They really had nothing in the way of offense. And so it's going to be another kind of transition year. There were rumors that maybe the uh, the Ducks were going to be the ones to get Jack Eichel. That never happened. Uh, and so Anaheim coming into this season, very much a question mark. Which category do the Ducks fall into? You know, I, th- I still think they're pretenders. Um, they're going to get there. Um, they have some really young talent, you know, Trevor Zegers and, and Drysdale. Um, but, uh, you know, Ryan, Ryan Getzloff, I'm surprised that he resigned. But, uh, you know, good for him for being loyal. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. Uh, you know, they got one of the best goalies in the league in John Gibson, uh, who I think should also be uh, on the U.S. Olympic team. They just – they don't have enough yet. And, um, you know, it's going to be a couple of years before they – become contenders we will finish our western conference contenders or pretenders with alex micheletti next here on locked on wild this fall when you need a quick snack on the go make sure to grab one of the only items not on the market in pumpkin spice flavor built bar is here to help you celebrate freedom of choice they do have great non-pumpkin spice flavors including coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream and German chocolate. My favorite for what it's worth is definitely raspberry. If you're not sure, grab a mixed box and you'll get two each of those nine flavors. The best part about Built Bar, though, is they are amazingly healthy. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges from 130 to 180 calories, with only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 net carbs per Built Bar. So head to built.com. Browse their selection and get your Built Bar journey started today. Again, go to Built.com and find your favorite flavor today. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild Contenders and Pretenders for the Western Conference with Alex Micheletti. Next after that is the Vancouver Canucks, who had a very, very uh, interesting offseason. Um couple of a uh, couple of interesting trades that they pulled together Vancouver just you know a, a weird team I think is a really good way to put it and so contender pretender do you have a beat on uh, which way Vancouver ends up I think they're pretenders uh, I do not like them getting Oliver Ackman Larson <laughs> and they're stuck with that contract for a long for a while here um, they haven't re-signed Elias Pedersen they're kind of in the same boat as the wild trying to figure out what what's going on with that um, and uh, yeah I just I don't like that team um, I, I don't trust their goaltending either um, so um, you know they you know we'll see uh, but you know I, I don't like I don't think they didn't do much to improve their team. Uh, Connor Gar- Garland is, is decent, but uh, their back end is a mess. Um, so um, I would say pretenders for now. San Jose Sharks are next. And San Jose, another team that just, you know, they're they're in kind of a holding pattern too as they try to begin more of a rebuild. Um, so it's, it's probably not going to be pretty this season. Uh, for San Jose, so I think that kind of tips. I think that kind of tips the scales as to where they slot in, and it looks as though it's going to be another pretender type season for the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, and there's major drama with them with Evander Kane. 
Um, you got guys like uh, Tomas Hurdle and uh, Logan Couture that said they won't play for the team if Evander Kane is still on the team. So Jeepers. I don't know what they're going to do because, uh, uh, I mean, do teams want to trade for a guy that everywhere that he's been, he's had issues with teammates. So uh, I don't know if you remember with when he was in Winnipeg, Dustin Bufflin threw his stuff in the shower, um, his tracksuit and stuff. So, you know, uh, he, he doesn't seem like the greatest teammate, and uh, uh, that's that's amazing how far that franchise has fallen in a couple of years from going from, uh, you know, you know, in Stanley Cup, uh, you know, aspirations to, uh, you know, being a lottery team. Which, um, yeah, it's they got a ways to go, which which is too bad because, uh, you know, they they've been a franchise that's always been fun fun to root for out, mm-hmm. out west there. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say pretenders, just like just Jeepers. like you. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a mess. Um, <laughs> two more teams to get to here for today's episode, and then what we're going to do is I think we'll put the Eastern Conference in a separate episode that will uh, that'll air later this week. Um, plenty, enough, plenty to talk about to make it a two-episode kind of a deal. So final two teams, the Los Angeles Kings and uh, Los Angeles, you know, much like San Jose, much like Anaheim, kind of in that, like, are we good, are we not type holding pattern. And so uh, interesting for the Kings. They might be a team that could maybe make a run in the Pacific Division, but at the end of the day, are they going to? So uh, where do we put them, contenders or pretenders? I would say pretenders. Um, I like what they did in the offseason. You know, they got uh, adding Philip Deneau uh, was huge. Uh, so now it takes some pressure off on Zeke. Kopitar so they they're pretty solid one two up the middle um I don't trust their goaltending right now uh, Jonathan Quick um he's really fallen off here um uh and uh Cal Peterson he's okay um and at the other time you know he's way way inconsistent and I don't really like their back end um you know after Drew Doughty it, it, it gets it gets pretty gruesome back there um so and even he he's had some some issues uh but um <laughs> So I, you know, they're going to be good. You know, they have some, they, they probably have one of the best prospect pools up, upcoming, you know, Quinton Byfield and, uh, in company, uh, they'll, they'll be, they'll be up, uh, very soon, but, uh, for right now, um, pretenders. And the final team, and this one is absolutely fascinating because the Edmonton Oilers, one of the most aggressive and most frantically busy teams in the entire NHL trying to shape that roster and uh, trying to turn them into the contenders level. But a lot of moves that everybody in the NHL world was just like, huh? And so I, I, where, where do we put them contender or pretender pretender? Um, it, 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 it pains me to say that um, I I feel so bad for Leon and Connor. No. <laughs> uh, it's it's tough when you they have they have Mike Smith back there in the net and they re-signed him. Uh, you know he's he's gonna be almost forty. Um, you know and I've just never trusted him as a goaltender. He just he he's like Devin Dubnik. He he'll give up the odd goal that you're like, how did this go in? You know um, and come playoff time it's just it never seems to work and they they re-signed them so i don't know what they were thinking 
um, you know, and they still have issues on their, on their back end. And, and, uh, so, um, you know, Connor needs help. <laughs> uh, I, I can't, if he goes, uh, his entire career without a Stanley cup, that will really pain me because watching that, watching that duel, it's so much fun. They, and Nugent Hopkins too, they just, they can score, but they give up way too many goals. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much just an absolute mess and so that's <laughs> what a gr- great way to say for say the say it for that team yeah for sure. just an e- elite elite mess and so yeah. <laughs> that'll that'll take us through the entirety of the western conference contender or pretender we're gonna save the eastern conference for an entire separate episode that will uh, air later here in the week so uh, make sure to tune in for that but alex thanks for the time today yes and uh, make sure to follow Lockdown Wilds everywhere. Wherever you listen to podcasts, hit that subscribe button. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, also uh, now in the pipeline. So uh, make sure to follow us everywhere and make sure to stay up to date on all of the latest Minnesota Wild news all throughout the week with new episodes as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.